welcome, welcome. We've got another episode of the Late Night Vision Show, episode 207. That's 207. It is Thursday. If you're watching this thing right now uh, on a Thursday morning and you're one of the first ones to watch it when it comes out, we appreciate you watching it. If it is uh, six months from the air of this show and you just now found the show, thank you for checking it out. This is the Late Night Vision Show. Uh, your one-stop shop for anything night vision, thermal hunting related, hog predator, basically anything that walks across your property that you don't want to be there within legal, the legal bounds. Uh, we're going to be talking Wonder about here. Yeah. Going. Yeah. We're not going to be talking about road hunting, uh, or, uh, shooting deer at night. This is all the legal stuff, but the fun stuff and, and some things that may be considered out of bounds a little bit. But anyway, with that being said, we've got a great show. Uh, and as always to kick it off, uh, the co-pilot of our show, uh, the the man out there um, steering the ship behind the scenes a lot of times, Mr. Jason Robertson, the owner of Outdoor Legacy Gear and the title sponsor of the show. Welcome, Jason. How are you doing, bud? <laughs> well, thank you. I was a little concerned where you were going with I never the intro. Know. It I was getting know. derailed. It was <laughs> it was all over the place. And then then I thought we were going to be. Uh, uh, you know, yeah, road hunting and shooting terrorists before it was over. And I was getting really, really concerned we were going to have to do a retake. So. Yeah, well, no, there, I get calls from guys that talk about all the things that they hunt. Uh, and, mm -hmm. you know, you can imagine when the people are buying a night vision thermal scope, it's I, I've got rats in our, in our hay barn or pigeons or you know, you name it. And there's a lot of things, uh, Bigfoot, we've got some Bigfoot hunters yeah, out there we've had some, uh, and it, mm -hmm. it is legit. I yeah. mean, it, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. It is. And, and, you know, you, you joke about even shooting deer, but, uh, we've got, um, we've sold a lot of scopes to farmers who have depredation permits yep. issued by their, you know, Absolutely. state or County where they're going out there. These guys are, uh, growing the food that, that we all eat. And they do this, you know, for mm -hmm. a living. And there's, you know, hundreds of deer coming out there, tearing their crops up. Yep. And they got to go out there at night and legally, you know, shoot a lot of these deer. So anyway, yep. it's uh, some of the things that would normally be be illegal. Sometimes you can, you know, l legally get the permit to do and, yep. and have to do. So a lot of uses for this night vision and thermal stuff. That's Absolutely. Sure. Well, we've got a great show for y'all today. Again, um, we are reviewing... The brand new Pulsar Thermion XP, probably the longest name of any scopes that we have. Let it me is start. the longest. <laughs> Let me start name. over. The Pulsar yeah. Thermion 2 XP50 LRF Pro. Hopefully, I said all of that in the right, correct order. Uh, but yes, the brand I think new it's Thermion the Pro LRF. Pro, but, okay, but, I knew I'd probably get it out of I, order. I think. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we, yes, the brand new Thermion with the LRF, the first one that's out. We're reviewing it right now, and uh, we've got a lot to say about it. Um, Probably a lot of people out there have seen it uh, on social media. There's been a lot of buzz about it, of course. A lot of people use it. We've been testing it for a while now. Uh, we've got some content and stuff that we're going to be putting out there and some videos as well. Uh, but first of all, before we jump into the re review as normal, if you're interested in any night vision or thermal optic, you can definitely give us a call at 877-350-1818. Uh, if you're looking to buy, you need some advice. There's a lot of options, and every day the options are growing. We get a lot of people that call and and say, "I watch your videos, and I'm even more confused than I was before." <laughs> uh, but definitely give us a call if you want to buy eight seven seven three five zero one eight one eight. Everything we talk about, all the scopes, the all the accessories are on the website outdoorlegacygear.com. Jason, with that being said, let's jump into the review. 
Okay, so I do want to say something. I, I want if the Pulsar factory guys from <laughs> Europe are watching this show, and we know that they watch a lot of our uh -huh. shows, um, if they're watching, uh, we got to help you with this naming thing because, man, I get out of breath. <laughs> the, the names, every time y'all come out with a new model, you, you add something to the end or yeah. in the middle. And I, I love y'all, but, man, it's getting out of control. So yeah. this is the official review of the Pulsar Thermion 2 XP50 Pro LRF. And I don't know, maybe it's the LRF Pro, but I, I, I'm i just not sure. I think it's the Pro LRF. So it's uh, it's a mouthful. There's a lot going on here, but let's talk about this awesome scope. So I'm going to give you a big, long list of a rundown. And I, I always say this, or sometimes I don't, but I, I should. There's going to be numbers here. I'm going to throw stuff out. And if you're new to all this, you're going to be like, what is this guy? He's just talking Greek. Uh, this is two minutes of my life. I'll never get back. Totally understandable. Uh, at the other other hand, there's a lot of guys who they know what all this means. They're very, very interested in the nitty-gritty. They're, you know, what we're doing here is we're opening the hood up, looking in there. And if a guy understands how the motor works, he wants to know about the spark plug cables. All right, it's a big deal to him. Mm -hmm. um, so me, if we actually open the hood up of the truck, I'm just trying to find where you pour in some oil. I don't know anything else about it so I can feel your pain but I'm going to go over these specs and if something in here you're like I don't know what that means but it sounds important give us a call we're always glad to explain what any of this means and you know how it compares to other scopes so so don't be intimidated by these numbers and, and letters if it doesn't mean anything to you all right so let's get this thing going uh, the price of this unit is five thousand nine hundred and ninety nine dollars uh round that up it's a six thousand dollar scope and we're going to compare that to say the pulsar thermion 2 xp50 which is uh, extremely similar scope does not have the laser range finder this is a little bit of an upgraded model from that and that unit is $49.99 or five thousand dollars so you're paying a thousand dollars to get the laser range finder it is a two power base magnification that's optical through the lens. So that's your best image quality. And then it does have digital zoom that goes up to 16 power. So two to 16 digitally. Uh, it is a 640 by 480 17 micron thermal sensor. It's a 50 hertz refresh rate. And the sensor has an NETD rating of less than 25 millikelvin. And right there, I'm sure that I lost a lot of people. And I'll be honest with you, I don't understand a whole lot That's about it either. Explain here, that for us, Jason. Go in depth. Yeah, exactly. I can use it in a sentence. But <laughs> So here's what it means. This is all that matters to you. It's all that matters to me. The lower that number, the more sensitive the sensor is. Uh, that's a good thing. You need a sensitive sensor, right? So the more sensitive it is, uh, the more uh, it's going to pick up. It's just better. Okay. The lower that number, the better. So that's, that's a very good millikelvin rating, less than 25 millikelvins. Um, it's got a field of view of 65 foot horizontally. That's left to right at a hundred yards. So if you walk out there a hundred yards and you know, you stick your buddy on, on one side, another buddy on the other, and they're 65 foot apart, that's how far you're going to see at a hundred yards. Mm -hmm. It has an 
AMOLED display that is 1024 by 768 resolution. Again, that's just the display. Mm -hmm. The thermal unit itself is 640 by 480. It has a true 50, 50 millimeter lens. It has picture in picture function. We'll talk a little bit more about that later. It does have the laser rangefinder that is permanently attached to the front of it. Hans is going to do a walk around in a minute. He'll show you that, kind of show you where it is. Uh, the um, ranging distance is 875 yards. So if you can hold it steady enough, you can range out 875. But I'm going to tell you, you're going to have to hold it really, really mm -hmm. steady to thread that needle that far. Mm -hmm. um, it is accurate to within plus or minus one yard. The unit does have audio and video recording. The audio is fabulous, if that's important to you. A lot of guys are asking, you know, about different mm -hmm. scopes and does it have audio recording. Uh, Pulsar has the audio recording down to a science. It's a beautiful audio and video. It has Wi-Fi, so you can use the Pulsar Stream Vision 2. That's their newest app, uh, and it will work with this unit. Um, batteries. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about the batteries here in a little bit, uh, kind of in our general discussion. But just like the rest of the Thermions, it is a two-battery pack system. It has one battery that lays inside the scope tube horizontally. You can't get out. Uh, that's, that battery is in there, but it is removable, rechargeable, <clears throat> serviceable by Pulsar if it ever needs to be. Uh, and then you also have a removable, rechargeable battery that goes under the top turret cap. Uh, Hans will show that as well. And uh, so it's just like the other mm -hmm. Thermion models with that two-battery pack system. The unit is uh, rated for a 375 H&H or 12-gauge shotgun recoil. Uh, that is extremely high recoil rating, uh, higher than most scopes on the market. It's also IPS 6.7 rated, meaning it's completely dustproof, waterproof, submersible uh, to three foot for 30 minutes. Ten reticle patterns or options, which is a, probably more reticles than any other uh, brand out there. Nine uh, nine different color options on those reticles rated for down to negative 13 degrees Fahrenheit. And the unit weighs 34.2 ounces. Fun fact here, the regular Thermion 2 XP50 without the laser range finder weighs 13.17 ounces. So you're really only looking at about a two and a half ounce difference by going to the laser range finder, which is pretty impressive to me. Um, ID range on this unit, we're going to just give our kind of standard here. We're going to say 400 plus yards on, um, you know, normal size game animals, mm -hmm. uh, hogs, coyotes, de determining a coyote from a deer. Uh, honestly, with experience, good conditions, you're going to get that out past 400 yards. You may get it out, in, you know, 500 plus, but I think a good, safe, conservative range 400 yards, uh, you should be able to definitely tell the difference in, in those smaller animals and, and do, I mean, very easily. Uh, detection range. Now, this is what a, a number that Pulsar puts on it, and they basically do this by uh, saying that you could detect a uh, about six foot tall, um, you know, hot object, basically like a human, detect that there is some bit of heat there. And that detection range on this thing is about 1,968 yards. Uh, that is over a mile. 
I don't know. That's a long <laughs> ways to detect that something's out there. I, yeah. I don't know. I think that's past the u- usable uh, point of how far you'll probably be using it. But but anyway, uh, those are the basic specs. I'm just looking over my stuff here to see if I missed anything, and I don't think I did. Again, it's it's a $5,999 unit. Um, Hans is going to just kind of walk around this scope and show you a lot of those things that I mentioned. Oh, one thing I do, I do, I forgot about this. It is worth mentioning that you can run this optic off of a USB battery packet for some reason that you want to. I had a guy that was very surprised the other day when I told him that. So, you know, you do have the rechargeable batteries, but if you, in really cold weather or, you know, the batteries run out, you need something, you can plug in a USB battery pack to the side and run the scope. Thank you. That was a lot of specs, Jason. Uh, The only man in the business that can make that many specs seem interesting. So good job. They'd they'd seem (laughs) long and redundant is what you meant to say. (laughs) Long and redundant. So let's take a look at the scope. Like I said, you probably, I'm going to have to back up a little bit as much as I can and stay on the mic. Uh, This is the Thermion, Thermion 2 XP50 LRF Pro, if we're saying it in the right order. 50 millimeter objective lens. It's got a spring loaded, which is what I like. Uh, and, and is an improvement um, above uh, or, um, you know, from the original Thermion design where it was just kind of a snap. This is a spring-loaded plastic lens cover uh, that opens up very nicely. So as you can see, the question that everybody had when they announced that they were going to put a laser rangefinder on the Thermion design is, where the heck are you going to put it? Well, there you go. It's like a shark fin <laughs> right on top. Yeah, the only place really they probably could put it. So, I mean, they don't probably didn't have a lot of options. But other than that, the, a lot of similarities to the original Thermion. Uh, a couple differences. You've got the focus objective uh, knobs right here uh, around this bell. So it's on two different sides. I'm going to flip it around. So if it's an ambidextrous design for object, uh, focusing the objective lens. Now, before, it was a big rubber grommet around the bell of the objective lens that you just twisted. I actually like this better. Uh, it's a lot easier to fine-tune the picture image quickly right there with that small adjustment. And if you're right or left-handed, it works out either way. The power button is right now, they had to move it uh, to the back of this laser rangefinder unit. So the big blue button, you can't miss it but they moved it. It used to be up here on the front right here by the eyepiece. What they had to replace that, that uh, power button, they had to replace it with the rangefinder button. So they needed to add a button and move a button. So you got the laser rangefinder button right there by the uh, eyepiece diopter lens right there. Uh, then you've got your magnification button, record button are the same. Your menu button on the side is exactly the same as it was uh, before. You've got the internal battery like Jason discussed, and then you've got your removable battery on top and that removable grommet up at the top uh, or uh, a turret at the top. Uh, and again, we've got it mounted with the American Defense Manufacturing. Uh, this is the 30 millimeter recon mount. We sell them at Outdoor Legacy, $199. It does fit the mount perfectly. And uh, the great thing about the the design, again, of this mount and the scope is that it fits and works very, very well on a bolt action rifle or an AR style rifle. And I want to point out, cause we do get a lot of questions. Um, this, this scope and this mount will mount to any Picatinny rail. So any AR platform, AR 10, AR 15, or any bolt action rifle that has a one piece Picatinny rail, it will fit on that. 
Uh, and like I said, on a bolt action rifle with this tube style design of scopes, it allows you to have more mounting flexibilities to set that scope back further uh, and get good eye relief. But also it works very, very well on any, uh, any eight, uh, AR style rifle as well. So I actually uh, mount, mount this on a, a bolt action hybrid. So it's a bolt action rifle, but designed like a hybrid or like a, like an AR. So it's got a pistol grip, uh, a, uh, a collapsible stock, all that kind of got that same feel, but works perfectly on, on, uh, anything you want to put it on really. Uh, so if you like to shoot, and I always ask people, if you like to shoot a bolt action or AR style rifle, you'd like to switch back and forth from time to time, this type of design of scope is going to be uh, something you're probably want to lean towards because it does give you multiple uh, mounting options, flexibility with being able to get proper eye relief. So that is the walk around. Okay, man, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I was sitting over here laughing. Were you asleep? <laughs> I, I, well, I did. I was, I was over here checking the weather. I, I want to tell I people, was... this is behind the scenes stuff. I, let's, before we move on, I have a funny story. Oh, brother. I have this to, not gonna... when I edit the podcast, I've got to watch very well because I when I edit, I've got to go back and watch the whole video clip and all this stuff. So many times I've got to clip Jason out of the show because he's looking around. Yeah, when I'm talking, he's looking around and like, what the heck is he doing? Looking, uh, updating his Facebook. I don't know what he's doing. Oh, man. Is he is so. so I have to cl- I have right. to clip him out so many times. But anyway, okay. Move, so I'm ahead. just gonna say something, y'all. I was would not have brought this up, but since he's exaggerating. <laughs> There has been at least one, if not two, instances in the last month that Hans had to clip himself up because he got up to go to the bathroom That's during true. the show. That so is a true story. It's true. He's like, <laughs> we get done. He's like, hey, I had an emergency. I and I can like, always count you? on Jason to keep the conversation going, you know, just not stop talking. I was like, I know I got another 10 minutes. So I have had to cl- I have had bathroom incidents where i've had i had no choice i had to go because hey getting getting to be an old man it's okay it's all right okay let's get this uh train back on the rails let's talk some about this scope so generally speaking um i'll say this if you know much about the show you know much about hans and i we are uh, very big fans of the Pulsar Thermions, specifically the XP50 models. The mm-hmm. XP50 uh, Thermion, the Thermion 2 XP50, mm-hmm. they've always been our favorite scopes. I mean, right. we just, I mean, for what we do, the way we hunt, we really like uh, the magnification. We like the scope. We just really, really enjoy these scopes. So, no different with this laser rangefinder, uh, you know, pro model. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, you know, again, it's the same basic design. There is a little bit of a difference. I want to talk about um, the button layout uh, on the rear of the scope. If you're familiar with a Thermion, this is going to be new to you. If this will be the first one you've owned, it won't matter. But that button on the back, normally the, the, there's three buttons. It's split three ways. And um, Hans has you know, showed yeah. you where those, where those buttons are. The back button used to be the power. Um, but on the LRF model, you know, the power is up front. Now you've got the laser rangefinder button there where the power was. And then you've got your recording and your zoom button. So that's something that uh, it's nothing wrong with it. Mm-hmm. It's just taking a little bit of time to get used to because we're used to the, the power button uh, being there. But it, it is nice uh, when you want to use the laser rangefinder mm-hmm. that 
I mean, it's the big button. It's right there. That oh, that's yeah. a logical place it for is. it uh, to to press that thing and to, to get the the rangefinder up. I want to talk about something that is different. Um, that this is going to be important to you if you've used one of the Pulsar Trail laser range finders or the um, one of the Axion laser range finders in the past. Mm-hmm. This will be different. And it'll be important to you if you've never used one at all. You'll kind of understand how it works. So when you're looking through the optic, uh, there's no laser range finder box or anything like that. You've got your crosshairs and that's it. Mm -hmm. The moment that you press that laser range finder button on the rear of the scope, when you press that immediately and instantly, your crosshairs go away a little square laser range finding box pops up in the middle of your screen. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. this is new. Your picture in picture immediately enables. Yeah. Okay. So that just instantly picture in picture pops up, crosshairs go away. Right. There are crosshairs in your picture in picture. So if for some reason, you know, you needed to shoot and I'm, I'm going to explain a little better here, but um, the other thing that. Uh, is important is is if you accidentally press that and you go oh my gosh my crosshairs went away what's mm-hmm. going on it only takes about two and a half seconds and if you don't press the button again to send the laser out then that all goes away and your crosshairs come right back so there's not a big fear of like i pushed a button now it's dark i don't know how to get out of it right. no it, you just bump it it's going to go right back to your crosshairs mm-hmm. after two or three seconds so yeah. no problem now, if you want to uh, leave your picture in picture up and you want to just be in what they call scan mode, mm-hmm. now you press and hold that same button. Again, instantly picture in picture comes up. It has crosshairs in it and you have your laser range finding box and it is pulsing that laser out. You don't touch anything again. It's just sending it out, sending it out, sending it out, trying to give you a range of whatever you're pointing at, whether it's a hog, a coyote, the ground, a tree, whatever. It's going to continue to, you know, put that that range there displayed on the screen. Now, uh, so the, the 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 difference in the the compared to the older models is that the picture in picture automatically comes up as soon as the laser range finder is activated so that's the one thing that's different but for those that don't know i want to also point this out the laser range finder will only uh only functions at the base magnification of your scope okay so your big image your big picture will always be at two power when you're when you're you're ranging mm-hmm. okay so if you're let's just say you've got digital zoom up to eight power all right and you hit your 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 laser rangefinder button you will go back to two power the big image mm-hmm. will go back to two power now your picture in picture you can still zoom up at through there but but the main image will always be at the base mag mm-hmm. I have a feeling that's as clear as mud. I felt like I was fumbling all the way through, and people who don't know what I'm talking about are probably more probably. confused. But I did just want to point that out. They'll call us anyway and ask yeah, what they'll call. the heck you were talking about. They'll call me and say, hey, Hans, what was Jason talking about? <laughs> hey, I want to talk about real people. Um, whenever a new scope comes out, there's always this first – well, a lot of people – 
uh, don't like change. And I will say you and I were in that camp when they, when they converted from the trail style to the Thermion, you and I, uh, at first it took us a while to get to like about five minutes to like the, to like the, the way that the Thermions look. A lot of people on social media are talking about, man, it looks goofy. You know, got the laser rangefinder right there on top. And Jason and I were talking about this. Um, it, it, yes, <laughs> uh, right there on top. I'm not going to say it looks goofy because I don't think it does. But um, I, what I will say is that in what you and I were talking about before the show is where the heck are you going to put it? <laughs> you know, it's a tube style. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a you know, two style scope. Um, there's really not a lot of places to put it. I think they did what they had to do. And I think it looks pretty good. And I think for all you out there, the, uh, I think as more you see it, the more you get used to it, the better it'll look to you. But, I, you know, people talk about laser rangefinder and, and, and the way they look and, and this one, the way this one looks, I'm going to say there's not a thermal scope on the market, in mm-hmm. my opinion, that has a laser mm-hmm. rangefinder that doesn't kind of just look a little bit goofy <laughs> and, well, and well, it's because they all look like a growth it does <laughs> it's like, it's like you, i don't care if it's on the top the side yeah, it's a growth on the a, side of the scope there's either a box hanging off the side of it or something hanging on top of it, it they just it just they all look a little bit weird but i think yeah. that the the design of this scope first of all they put it probably the only place that they could put it i, I think that they made it um, look as good as they could. And I think it looks good. Um, but functionality wise, you know, they also had to consider where we're putting it is normally where our focus ring is. So what are we going to do mm-hmm. now? You know, and they basically had mm-hmm. to replace it with two focus knobs, one on either side. So I, I think they did a great job. I, uh, when I first saw it, I'm like, Oh yeah, you know, well, it's a laser range finder. It's like, what are you going to do? But the way it looks is growing on me. I think it looks good. Um, I think back to the old trail models, you know, the, that are still around the trail twos with the laser rangefinder box on the side. I'm like, hang on, that just kind of look goofy, looks goofy too, you know? So I think for all of you out there that don't love the way it looks right now, I definitely think it'll grow on you. Um, it's already started to grow on me as well. So I think, uh, just take some getting used to Yeah. I agree. I want to talk about another thing here. This is something that I glossed over in the specs that I wanted to bring up, and it's about the battery life. So uh, one thing that is is touted in the uh, all the advertising and the specs of the Thermion 2 Pro LRF model <laughs> is, the, is the, the better, longer battery life. Right. And the specs actually say that you can get 10 hours of battery life out of it. Um, we generally try to test the battery life on most of the scopes mm-hmm. um, before we do our review. Sometimes we forget yeah. until it's too late. Exactly. And it's like, oh, my gosh, we didn't test, so we'll have to do it after the review, exactly. which is not helpful uh, to you on the review. But when you call us, we can mm-hmm. only tell you. Mm-hmm. But uh, we tested this unit, and um, we got, you know, this is what we call our bench test, which means charge the thing fully up, turn it on, set it on the desk. Okay. So this is a this is really a perfect mm-hmm. world scenario. This is not being out there at zero degrees and turning it off and on and video recording. This is just just the best case, right. turning it on and leaving it. Right. And we got eight hours and forty five minutes out of a single mm-hmm. full charge. Mm-hmm. Now I'm gonna come back to this. That's not ten hours, um, but on the Thermion Two XP fifty current model uh, at this point of, of April 2022 um, on our bench test of that unit we got about five hours and 15 minutes 
So mm-hmm. we're getting about a 60% increase in battery life. So this is significant. Oh, yeah. All right. We're, we're going from, from five hours or five hours and 15 minutes, five and a quarter to eight and three quarters. Mm-hmm. All right? That's a big jump. Now, uh, on the same size batteries. I'm going to say. Yeah. And it's. What'd you say? On the same size batteries. So it's not like. You're having to pack yeah, a bigger that, that's battery. that's an APS-2 battery in the top of the unit. Yeah. That's right. That's an APS-2. So you can put the larger APS-3 battery, and you're going to get even longer. Mm-hmm. You may And you may get that 10 hours there. I don't know. Um, but, but as it comes out of the box with the APS-2, the smaller battery, this is what we got. Now, um, I'm not going to make an apology for Pulsar. I'm not going to... Um, you know, try to do a cover up or anything like that. But what I will say, it is possible, and we didn't do this, but we might, and people are not going to like this when I say this, but there are natural and normal variations in these batteries. It's the reason that we, especially on any of these proprietary batteries from any manufacturer, we always give an about this. Mm -hmm. And here's why. Because I have done this with some other scopes before. You test it. You get some amount of hours. You take another identical unit. You test it. And you may get more or you may get less. There's a variation. People don't like to think that. You like to think this is a three-hour battery. Well, it could be two and a half or it could be three and a half. I think, you know, people, I think people understand that, though. Yeah, I think yeah. people understand it. It's, and I will so, say, so I guess the point I'm making in this is, and I'll, I'll put the bow on it, you might pull another one of these out and get 10 hours, okay? Mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't honestly, I don't think you're going to, but you could. Um, you could also pull one out. You might only get eight hours and 15, not eight hours and 45. But I am, I'm comfortable saying what we got which again, eight hours, 45 minutes, which is a huge increase over the five hours and 15 minutes we got. Now, kind of funny on that. I remember when we did that, um, I had somebody else, a customer of ours tell me, hey, I tested mine. I got six hours and 15 minutes. That's a huge difference. And I'm like, I don't know. Again, it's, there's variations in the batteries, but we're, we're happy with that. That's a big increase and if you add that APS-3 that taller battery um, to that you you know you are going to get probably closer to that 10 hours and so anyway I'm very happy uh, that we're getting that much better battery life out of it that's going to be very good for the cold weather hunters the guys that are you know hunting in those extreme brutal temperatures it's going to be a big improvement for them for sure so if it gets eight to ten hours and we and if we can say you know this you know the battery life on the thermion the way it comes is eight to ten hours uh, first of all like you said a big improvement from the other thermion models and and let's not be shy about it or naive about it the battery setup or the battery life was a negative for the, the previous Thermions. And we've talked about it. It's, you know, we've mentioned it. We've talked about it. Every time we've done any review of the Thermion, we've talked about, you know, the battery really was really the only negative about it. So what they've done is they've uh, raised that to eight to 10 hours or so. But think about this. All of the other scopes on the market that we brag about how long the battery life is, this puts this scope right there in that same category as far as battery life of, of all the other scopes that we talk about that say, man, the batteries last a long time. Well, this puts them right there with it without naming any names. But uh, it's a significant, significant improvement, even if it is only eight hours and 45 minutes like we like we uh, got out of this one and not the 10 hours that they said. If it's eight to 10 hours, um, 
it's it's right up there with the best of them. It is. Um, I 100% agree with that. I, I want to jump into a, a couple quick things. Uh, we always like to kind of talk about, you know, what, what we like and what we what we'd like to change, what we don't like. Um, I, I want to talk about a couple things that, that I found. Um, well, there's one thing I found a little bit annoying, and it, it doesn't hurt anything, but it was annoying. So sometimes things that annoy you, they're not really bad. They just get under your skin. And it's something that when I bring this up, I probably shouldn't because a lot of people would never notice it. But when you turn on the laser rangefinder, so when you press the button, all right, it immediately, as I said, pops up picture in picture, and then you have the little laser rangefinder box, a square. But when you press that button, it sends the laser out. Well, why that's annoying to me, and it doesn't hurt anything, but when it comes up, it gives me a reading of whatever I was pointing at when I pressed the button. But I wasn't on my animal yet, mm -hmm. so I immediately get this reading that's a false reading. It doesn't do me any good. It's not false. It's true, whatever right. it happened to be pointing at. But I wasn't aiming it because I couldn't see the little square yet. Right. So it's just odd to me that it does that. I mean, it, it the older models, mm -hmm. um, as far as I'm aware, didn't do that. You pressed it. It popped up. You had to press it again mm -hmm. to get the range. Mm -hmm. This one, just as soon as it is is the button is pressed, it sends the laser out again. You put the box on the animal, you press it again, it sends the laser and gives you the proper reading. I just found it kind of annoying yeah. every time I would turn it on to get a range up there that wasn't what, I mean, it wasn't accurate because I wasn't aiming at I'm anything. Gonna, I'll throw you under the bus. I remember you, you and I talked about it. It really didn't bother me that much. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> hey, to each his own, it's good that people know about it. So it's not, they learn about it for the first time when they open the, open the box, but to me, it wasn't a huge deal. What I want to mention real quick on a positive note, and I don't see if you notice it because you and I have not mentioned this at all, and I didn't time it to get a time. Man, that boot up time on it seemed quicker. Oh, By the time short. I pushed the power button and I looked in the scope, it was ready to go. It seemed faster yeah, than normal. I don't know if that's they true. They mention it somewhere. Yeah. Like I, I don't remember. I saw somewhere in, in some of their marketing promos. It's like... Two or three, it's something yeah, it's stupid. So fast. It is fast. It's awesome. You turn yeah. it on and it's on. Yeah. I mean, you, you, yeah, it is on. No, I agree. A super fast boot up. Um, you know, another thing that I think is, a, I don't want to say it's a negative. I, I think it's, it's a little different, hard to get used to. Uh, maybe for us, and we talked about is where the power button is. I think it's a logical place mm -hmm. for the power button to be. We need the laser rangefinder button at the back. We're always going to be manipulating that. But the power button on the front, um, sometimes I would be like trying to find it. Like I'm pressing the laser rangefinder button because that's yeah. where they've always been. It's like, why is it not shutting it. off? Right. And I forget the buttons up there. That's fine. That doesn't matter at all. I, but I do think where it does come into play is the guys that run their scope in a semi-auto calibration or a semi-auto nuke. Um, I don't. I run in auto. It's just mm -hmm. it's just one last thing for me to think about. I know you normally run in semi-auto uh, where you have to reach up there and press that, mm -hmm. and I, I would think that's probably in a little bit of an awkward place. Yeah, and I remember you saying, my arms are too short <laughs> like to, to reach, to reach <laughs> yeah, that button. All the You're right. right. Um, for, for those of you that run your calibration in automatic, it, that's not that big of a deal to you because you're turning the scope on and you don't hit the power button until you're rather ready to put it in standby or, or to turn it off completely. So you're not on that power button as much as, 
as the people like myself that run it in semi-automatic. So for all of you out there that don't know, um, you can put this scope uh, into either automatic where it automatically nukes itself or recalibrates the screen, refreshes it, or you can put it semi. And then in the semi mode for the screen to repress, to refresh, you got to press the power button, just a quick press of the power button. The reason why I do that quickly is because I don't like the screen to freeze up in the middle of a shot. And on automatic, that thing is going to refresh whenever it decides it needs to. It doesn't know that you've got your crosshairs on a hog and you're about to pull the trigger. So semi-automatic works a lot better for me. Um, but I am on that power button a lot more than than a lot pe a lot of people because I'm constantly refreshing the screen. So yeah, it is. It takes some getting used to. You're reaching out there in front. Uh, it is a little bit of a reach. Uh, not that big of a deal. Um, but if you're using a Thermion right now, you're going to catch yourself. Uh, and you switch to a Thermion LRF, you're going to catch yourself thinking that you're about to nuke the screen, but you're actually about to range something because <laughs> the button <laughs> the button's in a different spot. Exactly. So keep that in mind. So the last thing I'm going to say here that is uh, what I think is, you know, something that, again, uh, I hate to say is a negative, but maybe something that is not my favorite, uh, is this unit being this new sensor, less than 25 millikelvins, um, it is very sensitive, and that is a double-edged sword. We see that with a lot of these optics that do, that are very, very sensitive like this. Um, you get a better image quality. You can detect things further. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of pros. Um, when, when an animal, you've seen the videos, guys, where somebody's got an animal out there at, say, 50 or 100 yards, and let's say it's, let's use a cow as an example or a deer, mm -hmm. um, you're, you're a hulk. I mean, you can just see like the, the hide on them, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, you can see the mud on them. You can see, right. and they just look amazing. That's what you get with these lower millikelvin ratings. Right. But a negative of that can be that in certain conditions, um, you can get where it's a little too sensitive mm -hmm. and you might have where you really need to lower that contrast way down. That's a way that, that Hans and I have found to get around sometimes, uh, too sensitive of an image where it almost will get too dark, uh, like the foreground. And so we'll really lower that contrast way down and maybe even keep that brightness down below, say, 10 or 12, maybe down there in the eight. You know, you mm -hmm. need to use what works best for you and you need to play with the different settings. That's one thing about Pulsars. I got a lot of options. You can set this thing up what you like the best. But I have noticed in some conditions where it's so sensitive that if I will pull up above the horizon of the, the ground into the either the skyline or the tree line, then it might uh, kind of, um, I don't know what the word is, but, but it, it will uh, change so that now the trees look really good, but the foreground, the ground in front of me is kind of dark or vice versa. And it's not a big deal. It doesn't do it all the time. Again, it's kind of certain conditions, but I found the best way to get around that is to lower that contrast, get that contrast down really low. And it seems to kind of mitigate that some. It's the only thing. And I think, again, it's, it's, you're souping up the motor. You're squeezing everything <laughs> you can out of these thermal sensors. And so sometimes there's going to be some small things like that you're going to notice. But uh, overall, I'm going to tell you something, guys. Image quality is fantastic mm -hmm. on this unit. Uh, it is an unbelievably good image. You're going to get a lot of detail. One thing that Pulsar uh, has done really, really well at 
And I think that the thermal sensors they're using uh, are good at this and, and Pulsar with their, their firmware um, and, you know, the algorithms and everything mm -hmm. they've done. They've done a great job at not just giving you a good picture of the animal, mm -hmm. but you can get a good image of the background. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the trees, the yeah. limbs, the grass, the brush, the whatever. It's a, it's a, I don't know what the word is, but, it, but, but you're getting a great mm -hmm. image of everything you're looking at. I really think Pulsar has nailed that. And again, with the sensitivity on this, uh, I mean, you can see, you know, tiny birds sitting on limbs. I mean, it's really, really good. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And like you said, it's, if you're running a Thermion right now, a Thermion, a regional Thermion or Thermion 2, um, just know that when you upgrade to the Pro, which has the newer sensor in it, you will have to adjust that contrast down a little bit because, uh, you know, the sensitivity is very, very high. But yeah, it does show a lot more detail in the, in the target and the animals that you're uh, pointing it at. Um, obviously, some more. Oh, go ahead. No, I'm just going to say real quick. I mean, I, I I gave two or three things there mm -hmm. that I think were negatives. I want to, these are all things that we've, we've talked about, but I just want to hit this one more time. Things that I really do like, I think are improvements. Um, I think that focus knob, uh, I know you, you really hit on that. Mm -hmm. Guys, this is a big deal. Uh, I don't dislike the focus ring on a Thermion. I have no problem with it. As Han said, it wouldn't work on this design. And when I saw that little roller wheel up there, I was like, we were at SHOT Show and I just walked up to it and I'm like, oh my gosh. And immediately I grab it and I was like, this is not bad. Mm -hmm. um, it feels different, kind of awkward because we're not used to it. Right. But what I like about it is I feel like it's kind of like the, the trail models where you've got that knob on yeah. the top. Yeah. You can really fine tune it because mm -hmm. it's it's pretty easy to turn so you can take two fingers i feel like i can get a really good focus and i think it was very smart the way they did it where that knob goes all the way through mm -hmm. so it is ambidextrous right. left or right-handed person can can do it um you know really good design uh again one more thing and i already mentioned this but I, I, this gets brought up more and more now as people are asking about audio recording and Pulsar has just got this audio recording down. Yeah, I mean, it is really good. good. If that's something that's important to you, then, you know, this scope is going to be fabulous. If you're wanting to go out and create content, uh, you know, put it on YouTube, that sort of thing, then it's going to be good for you. If uh, some guys do get hung up on audio and I tell them like, you know, um, they probably don't want to hear what you were saying when you missed that coyote at 200 yards. You know, they probably Ouch. don't want to know, you Ouch. know, when you, you missed that hog at 50 yards. Man. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm just, listen, guys, I've just, I know this because I've heard Hans's audio when he makes those misses. So that's why I, no, I'm just, yeah, teasing. that a lot of it gets, I'm just, just, a lot of that gets just cut kidding. out. Yeah. Those, those just the bad kidding. shots, but, I don't make bad shots, yeah. you know, because if you yeah. don't see it on the internet, it it didn't happen. So I just, right. none hey, of it never that, makes it to the internet. <laughs> Hans is a perfect shot. The animals are just not good at standing still. That's the exactly. problem. They <laughs> got to move around. They got to move around. No, but, but anyway, I just want to say 
Fabulous scope. Absolutely love it. I think it's uh, the best Thermion ever, and there's been a lot of them. I mean, you got to remember, these Thermions originally came out in 2019, so we are several years down the road. Mm -hmm. This is the third generation of Thermions. We have the Thermion, the Thermion 2, now the Thermion 2 Pro. Um, I don't know what's next. We're going to add some more letters and numbers and names behind them, but this is the third generation. They continue to get better and better. Absolutely. And, you know, better battery life. Again, I know we, we, we talked about that a long time, but I don't think we can uh, harp on that enough. If, if you're looking for a full-featured 640 high-resolution thermal scope with a laser rangefinder, I think this is, this is definitely it. Now, I, we didn't talk about this, and I, I know we're, we're running out of time. I do just want to say, if you're a long-range coyote hunter, um, this scope may not have the magnification that you need. I mean, it's just a two power base mag. Uh, can you make it work? Sure. Um, I think you're probably going to want something that's going to be more in that three power base mag. If you're really doing a lot of, you know, two, three, 400 yards shooting, whatever way out there. But for normal, general, average mm -hmm. shooting of anything between, you know, zero and, and 250 300 yards i think this is going to be a fabulous scope uh because you know again two power is fantastic image you zoom it to four power and you still have a really good usable image quality uh at that digital zoom level so anyway i think it's a great scope yeah i think the vast majority of people are shooting under 200 yards anyway i would say 80% yep. of the people in the market for a new scope this would be something that could work for them but like i said if you're interested in uh, purchasing the brand new Pulsar Thermion 2 XP50 LRF Pro. You can call us 877-350-1818. Uh, you can find it on the website, outdoorlegacygear.com. Uh, folks, when you call, um, you can talk to me. You can talk to Jason. Ask for either one of us. If uh, Angela or Michaela answer the phone, they are uh, our wonderful help and they keep the office and they keep everything moving. If we didn't have them, uh, there would be no outdoor legacy. Uh, but if you, That's when right. you call them, uh, just, uh, ask for Hans, if you have some questions about this, or you can ask for Jason. Um, also, uh, I know you can't see it, but behind me, I have a big whiteboard. Uh, and on that whiteboard is a list of thermal scopes that we still have to review. And it is oh, very, gosh very long y'all we've got a lot of very reviews long. coming up we're trying to organize and set them all uh but it is a very long list and growing <laughs> and so growing. stay with us because we are going to continue to do more more reviews on the latest uh in night vision and thermal optics you can check out all of our past episodes on the late night vision show.com uh and you can also please subscribe to us on youtube if you haven't already also, you can watch the shows on Facebook. Uh, so if you are on Facebook and you really don't care to be on YouTube, uh, you can watch our complete episodes on Facebook. And please go uh, follow us on Instagram. Follow Jason uh, over at Outdoor Legacy on YouTube and on Instagram. And oh, me on YouTube at Hans ETX uh, and on YouTube and also on Instagram. So we appreciate you joining us for episode 207. Hope you all enjoyed the show. If you got questions about this scope or anything else, Hans told you how to get a hold of us. We would love to have your business. We really appreciate all the support that you've given us between now and next week. Y'all stay safe in the fields and keep making those bacon pancakes. <laughs>